Hello and welcome in to week two of the curriculum podcast for fall 2022. And we are reading through the Sermon on the Mount. Last week, you read through the entire Sermon on the Mount with your group and got an overview of where we're headed for this semester. Um, but for now, we are about to hop in to um, each little individual section. This is Landon. I'm here with my friend Mike. Hey guys, how's it going? Excited to be back on the podcast. And we are just taking a little little tiny bite out of the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount this week, starting with verses 1 through 6. Um, so Mike, if you want to just set us up a little bit for, um, for our discussion this week. Yeah, so as Landon mentioned uh, last week, you guys kind of got an overview of uh, the Sermon on the Mount, which is just kind of Jesus's main full, it's like, feels like it's really the only full sermon in, in the Gospels. Um, but so this week we are going to talk about just Matthew 5 verses 1 to 6. So just the first couple of verses. Uh, these are probably one of the more recognizable verses. It's These are called the Beatitudes. This won't be all the Beatitudes, but this is probably the main little uh, chunk that you guys will be most familiar with. So I'm excited. Cool. Um, so even as you started to, to dive into this and really look at these few verses in particular, um, what kind of jumped out at you and what got you excited about um, students diving into the scripture this week? Yeah, um, so as I was reading this, uh, the first, or I guess the third verse of this section, but the first part of the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, and all the other ones, it kind of, we kind of know what they mean, like, Maybe the word meek is a little confusing, um, but that first little verse got me the most intrigued. I just kept thinking about it, kept coming back to it. Um, and so I'm just excited um, for you guys to get to talk about like what even is the kingdom of heaven. And one of my questions, I think I asked that. I think I just asked, what is the kingdom of heaven? Um, and it's such a it's such kind of a thing that's hard to put to words, um, but Jesus talks about it so much in the Gospels. Um, and so I think I'm just excited for you guys to get to be in your group and just kind of tear that apart and figure out, okay, what is this thing that Jesus calls the kingdom of heaven? Um, and I think it will be really cool, uh, if you guys, if you just, you know, searched on your phone or computer in your group and see what are all the times that the kingdom of heaven is referenced to try and find all those scriptures, uh, maybe have one person read out all of them and try and find, uh, you know, correlations and say, oh, this says this and this says this, so we can put those two things together, or hey, those two things seem kind of confusing, you know, how can we tie this all together and try and, as a group, come up with a kind of, maybe not a definition, but just start to grasp this idea of the kingdom of heaven, and, you know, Jesus talks about that the kingdom of heaven is here, um, that maybe we think that it is People may think that this is heaven only, but um, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is here and now. So I think it's really worth to try and go on a little Bible scavenger hunt to figure out what even that is. Yeah, I think that's great. I even even just kind of have my Bible open now and looking back in Matthew 4, um, before this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that should lead us to believe that the kingdom of heaven isn't just this far off abstract concept, but we can actually get glimpses of it here and now. And mm-hmm. it's always fun to ask 
questions that everyone doesn't maybe know the um, the complete answer to. So you kind of get to figure it out together yeah. as a group. I love that. Um, I think Jesus is even like setting up here that the kingdom of heaven maybe isn't what his audience thinks it is. Oh, um, totally. And so much of what we're going to get into this semester is Jesus kind of like turning things on its head and saying, you know, my kingdom doesn't look like um, the kingdom of the world. Yeah. But... 100%. So as we think about, obviously, John Stott, when he wrote this, um, was writing to a more general audience, but there's a lot of themes that we can pick out of this that really apply to campus. And so uh, as students dive into this, how can we connect kind of these first few Beatitudes into um, into students' experience on campus? Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. Uh, I even was kind of, every time I read this, I just kind of was thinking like, just like Landon said, like, man, this is just totally flipping um, kind of everything that the world would expect on its head. Like, you don't really think of people that are going to be blessed. You don't really think of people that are poor in spirit, people who are mourning, people who are meek, um, and hunger and thirst for righteousness. Like, that just seems like something that the world would be like, no, those people are probably actually going to fail. And so I think just, uh, even just another idea, I was thinking of that, like, it is so important, especially on a college campus, for Christians and believers of Christ to like stand out and be living differently than the world. To say, "Hey, we have something that is different. We have like something to offer you that you don't have." I and mean, if we're just living exactly like the world, then it'll be kind of hard for them to see that. Um, I even thought of the passage when Jesus says to be of the world but not in it, um, and I think this these six verses is just such a clear example of ways that we can do that. Um, yeah, and just Jesus saying, like, okay, so you think uh, you're blessed if you have the correct major, you know, or you got mm-hmm. that internship. Like, you're going to be blessed. But actually, Jesus says, like, you are blessed if you are poor in spirit, or you are blessed if you are meek. Um, yeah, and so Jesus kind of flipping that on its head. Um, and if we actually lived according to what Jesus says, then I think we stand out from campus in such a unique way that they can be, wow. Those people are different. They have something that I don't have. They are, mm. um, and I think that intrigues people so much, sometimes more than words, just for them to be like, wow, they are just different. Um, and these six verses is a way to just be different and get to share the gospel just by our actions. Yeah, I think that so much of campus culture is even like projecting this image of self-sufficiency and success and pretending to, mm-hmm. to have it all together. Um, whether that's success in the classroom or, or getting the internship or whatever that may be. And I think that part of Christ's invitation here is to acknowledge our need uh, yeah. for the kingdom of heaven and our need for him. And there's something really freeing about that of not having to run the rat race of trying to prove yourself and saying, you know, I'm going to let Christ define who I am and acknowledge that, you know, life is difficult and that I need, uh, need him to meet me in yeah. that. And I think something that's cool is uh, the term poor in spirit um, just was something I was like, that just, I feel like that doesn't translate well to 2022, mm. like that idea. And so I was trying to do some research to see what some people have to say about it. Um, it actually is kind of someone who is like, uh, it kind of talks about, it's not like just being poor as in money, um, but it's actually kind of a humility um, it's not the spiritual proudness. Um, it's kind of the opposite of what you would see in a Pharisee, where the Pharisee is like, I know everything. I know what to do. I have all this head knowledge. I don't need God. Like, I don't need a relationship. I'm fine. 
but is actually this like the word probably is a little bit closer to empty in spirit um, where it's like a spiritual emptiness not because you're not pursuing god but because you're so open and ready um, for him to step into your life and do what he wants to do in your life so kind of having the space available to do that instead of just being totally full um, and not saying you know i don't need god but actually saying like lord like i am I am empty, I am broken, I need you to come fill me, Mm -hmm. I need you to come speak into my life, I need your direction. Um, So yeah, that even just is is a cool connection. Yeah, that reminds me of like the parable that Jesus tells, I forget where it is in scripture, but um, this Pharisee is, he's praying in the, um, you know, in like the temple or whatever, and he's like, Lord, thank you that I'm not like these other sinners. And yeah. then there's the tax collector who's, um, you know, like on his knees saying, Lord, have mercy on me, yeah. a sinner. And those are just two different like heart postures. I think the the invitation of like our scripture here this week is definitely towards towards that of the latter, just to acknowledge that that we need God. Totally. Uh, as you look at this week and think about even group discussions, what potential maybe red flags are there to run into or any maybe pitfalls to, to avoid? Yeah, that's great. Um, so... Nowadays, as I'm sure a lot of people realize, that the word blessed has become a mm. tricky word in, this is Christ, good. in the Christian culture. Uh, sometimes we think blessing is in, oh, if I follow Jesus, then I'm going to get a raise. If I follow Jesus, if I'm good enough, I'm going to get a new car. My wife is, whatever, I'm going to get the girlfriend I always wanted. We think of this as kind of material blessing. Mm. Um, and And so, but actually the word... The Greek word is this word makarios, um, and it actually is is most is most closely translated to the word congrats or congratulations. We just don't we don't really have a word in our language that fits it. So, like the most comparable word is congratulations, um, and so it's kind of saying like congrats. The kingdom of heaven is full of people who are poor in spirit. Um, so it's not this like if you're poor in spirit, you're gonna you're going to get the new girlfriend at the end of the semester. Go right. be poor in spirit so you get this. It's kind of it's kind of like Jesus recognizing those people. You know, Jesus usually sees the people on the side of the road that nobody sees. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like calling out to those people, like, I see you, the people in poor in spirit, like the culture and even especially the religious culture that it, that days, it's like those people are probably outcasted and stuff. Uh, but Jesus is saying, like, no, look, I see you. You are blessed. You are welcome. You are invited. You're special. Um, so it's kind of like a Jesus recognizing the lowly um, instead of, like, hey, do this, and you'll get a new car. Kind mm-hmm. of sometimes that blessed word is very different. Um, the meaning of it is very different than what we think of the word blessed. Yeah, and if Jesus is, like, flipping, you know, the, the world on its head and saying the kingdom of heaven isn't like the kingdom of earth, mm-hmm. then I think we should assume that, kingdom blessing is different from worldly blessing but i think we read that word blessing and we just you know just apply it to whatever we think our context is of what we'd like to have yeah in life um cool so as we move out and maybe look forward um to the rest of our semester our study through the sermon on the mount and even just like a takeaway out of this week um what would you want students to kind of carry with them out of group this week yeah um i kind of wrote on uh that on a college campus, there is a constant chase after success or trying to set yourselves up for success. Um, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it on this podcast before, but you know, college, the conversation is like, get the, get the major, get the grades, get the internship, get the job. And we're, we're trying, it's like college, 
culture is so obsessed with like pursuing success to set ourselves up or set ourselves up for success so that we can be blessed. Like we talked about like more of a worldly blessing so we can have the house, we can have the wife, we can have the car, all these things. Um, but Jesus is is just kind of telling us that that is that like if we are viewing that, then we are totally missing the mark. Um, that Jesus says, you know, usually we would not think, as I said before, like to be blessed in God's kingdom is to be meek, to be mourning, and to be poor in spirit. Um, yeah, and so just like learning how to process through that and be like, okay, how am I like? How, what is my like worldview? Am I just treating college as a time to just set myself to get worldly blessings and worldly success? Or am I trying to, like we said earlier in this podcast, that the kingdom of heaven is here and now. Um, so how can I seek after the kingdom of heaven and seek, you know, kingdom blessings and that kind of stuff and not get caught up in the rat race of college? Yeah. And I think that just like, even that chasing after success, like lends itself more towards isolation and anxiety mm-hmm. and that like communal acknowledgement of like hey college is difficult like i'm struggling like this is some you know i'm having this struggle in class or i'm having this struggle with this relationship like yeah if csf can be a place where we can just like communally acknowledge those things yeah then i think there's a lot of um just community that can be found there whereas if we're all trying to pretend that we have it together we're going to end up being isolated because we don't want to share our lives with one another yeah and even i mean even scripture says like mourn with those who mourn and so, uh, yeah, not like, I feel like this scripture, you know, sometimes mourning, oh, I don't want to burden people. I don't, you know, but if we actually see what this passage is saying, that's like, should actually like be an honor to get to mourn alongside of people. Yeah. It uh, frees us from feeling like we have to have it yeah. all together. Yeah. That's good. Well, Mike, I appreciate you just starting us off on a, on a good note and even kind of like setting the tone for this conversation around the Sermon on the Mount um, this week. And I hope you guys have just a great kind of first discussion, diving in and uh, focusing on these first few verses and just excited to see where the Lord takes us this semester. So have a great week, group. See you guys. Mm -hmm.